0: If you've been following Ransomed Heart for any amount of time, you know our deep affection for Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. This is, of course, Jesus speaking now to bring good news to the impoverished at every level. God, my Father, has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. That's the breaking of those spiritual strongholds and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And what's beautiful is that after it describes this beauty for ashes and gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of despair, it goes on in verse four to say, They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. Welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast, friends. This is part three in a conversation that Stacy and I are having with Kelly and Alan Arnold on marital conflict. And I just wanted to hold out that verse to say, man, as God begins to do his healing work in our lives as we begin to peel off some of the some of the old stuff. The fruit of it is restoring the places long devastated. Like restoration can come into even a deeply devastated marriage. You heard a little bit of our story that we hit divorce at year three. We hit another really hard place at year 10. And that's when Stacy and I actually both began into a second round of counseling. You know, we've got young kids, we've got careers, we're busy. And it just, but it felt like time to go back, time to take another round of the first part of Isaiah 61 so that we can get to the second part. And what I want to do in this episode is just bring us current, just bring us more up to the present years, last couple years, and how are you guys handling conflict now? What's helpful? What what has proven to be fruitful over the years? Let's let's offer folks some hope here.
1: I'll I'll go. Um, I just, we don't want to say there is no conflict. (laughs) The thing is, is that I still hate it. That shift hasn't happened. I haven't switched over to ooh conflict, an opportunity for deeper intimacy and understanding my husband better. And I, Jesus is still coming for me there. But I think the first thing for me is I stay in the room, and I immediately also go into my heart and say with God, I am, I am loved, I am held, I am safe. That he can bring up legitimate ways that I have failed him or I'm hurting him. But I have to know that even in the face of that, that I am, I am secure. I am not going to fall through to the center of the earth. Mm. And that is enormously helpful Mm. because the truth is, is I love him and I want to love him well. And so I am glad at a deeper place for when he has the courage or knowing the timing or whatever to bring up with me Places that, that we need to go, that I need to go.
0: Well, hon, uh, that's gracious. But I also want to say, like, a big piece of this is learning you have a voice.
1: Oh, that's there, too. That, that learning I have a voice and learning to not shrink back and learning that my opinions and my feelings are valid and matter and— um, and I'm learning that. I have been learning that. Sometimes when they, when I own that, it comes out like a little bit of a volcano. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that some air has well, gotten if you in keep, there. Well, if
0: you shake up that champagne bottle. You <laughs> yeah, know,
1: you, yeah, but exactly. And you have always welcomed that. So this has really been a, a walk with God and an internal healing mm-hmm. and valuing
2: deal.
0: Mm-hmm. You guys um, bring us current. What's helping these days and. And how you handle conflict now.
2: The first thing that comes to my mind is the truth that we can hear God, that He speaks, and that He wants to speak, is huge. It's still huge. It was six or seven years ago that we discovered that truth. But even as current as yesterday, we are sitting down talking about a big decision. We need to make a big financial decision. We can't put it off. We need to make it. And it's been on the table for, I don't know, six months or so. We just see it differently. We think the decision should be um, made in different ways. And it hasn't been a source of conflict, but the decision hasn't been made because of that. So finally, yesterday, we sit down and we both say, okay, I hear you. I, I understand what you're saying and you understand what I'm saying. Now let's ask God. Because I think through this process, the parts of us that we wouldn't give up for each other, we would give up for God. Mm. And so it's a continuous rescue because we can both look at each other and say, absolutely. We we want what he wants. Yeah. And so uh it takes it out of the realm of conflict and out of the wording that's so familiar to us as your way and my way. Yes. And it goes, okay, this is what we both want. So we're getting there quickly now and wholeheartedly.
3: Yeah, that would have been World War Three years and years and years ago because it was it's just landmines and we both feel like we've got the right answer and it's a very different answer. Yeah and to sit there on the couch yesterday sunday morning and be able to say you know what ultimately we just want what god wants and that may be what you're saying kelly and maybe what i'm proposing maybe something totally different but let's seek that together and let go mm. of all assumptions let go of all baggage all thoughts of why our ways right and let's hunger and thirst after that And so we actually leave that conversation, not depleted, not weary, not defensive, but with joy, just like expectant. Okay, God, what is it going to be? And it's not a rush to get there. If it takes weeks, we'll take weeks.
0: Gang, I cannot tell you how huge this is. Like, this is one of the, this is gold right here, that if the two of you can agree to a mutual consent, to Jesus, like we we yield and you learn to practice listening prayer together on decision-making, kids, where do they go to school, finances, what what can we afford this year, you know, all of that stuff that's normally the absolute minefield for conflict, family, is this a good time for your mother to visit, all of that stuff that tends to be just incendiary an explosive for conflict. This is what changed for us, it, it, is, is listening prayer. And it's it's so funny because that isn't like a marriage technique, and that's not in most marriage seminars, but it actually has been the single thing to bear the most fruit in our lives of, of learning, Jesus, we want what you want, and and I will yield my position. And so, <laughs> this weekend, there's a trip that Stace wants to take, and, and some friends have asked us on. And want to go. (laughs) I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I don't even need to talk to Stace about it anymore. That's not the point. The point is, Jesus, what are you saying to me? And so in the privacy of my own life with God, so many of this stuff gets sorted out now. And Jesus is like, no, it's a good idea. I'm in it. You you need to go. And I'm like, okay, okay, we're going. Like, this doesn't even need to be an argument. I don't even need to start argument so good because of listening prayer. The mutual agreement that we both will lay down our position and ask God what He has for us can be uh, huge.
1: Oh, it's huge! It's sort of the thing. It is, and I am aware that there are people listening that they're not married to somebody who's willing to do that, and so I'm, I'm just wondering about. How to, how to encourage them.
0: Well, God, yes, I, of course, friends, right. And let me say, this all took years, gang. Like, yeah. you know, we're not describing Shangri-La here, but I mean, years of personal counseling for Stacy, years of personal counseling for me, uh, healing prayer. Pursuing Jesus. Pursuing Jesus, changing our character to that place. And yes, we're all on the way, and some people are are not as... Transformed as we would like them to be. Listening prayer is still your rescue. Exactly. Listening prayer so privately is that, you know, Jesus, what do I do? My spouse, my husband, my wife is not, is not in alignment. I, I think our kids really need to change schools or something. That's, man, it's important. This is a big deal. You know, I, I want to have some retirement. And so can we change the way we're spending money or big stuff, mm-hmm. right? Jesus, what are you saying to me? How should I approach this?
3: It's still your rescue. It is. What Kelly and I did yesterday in that conversation about the financial issue, we undergirded our, yes, we're going to listen. We're going to pray together. We ultimately want what God wants most. And Kelly, why don't you ask two friends who you know walk really well with God To pray into this with you, and I'm going to ask two guy friends who really can hear the voice of God well, and who have no dog in the fight. Like they they just they're just Mm. going to listen. Mm. They may not even know all the details. Mm. They'll just know enough. Mm -hmm. And let's hear the wisdom of people who walk with God. Mm. And so, and that that takes the pressure off of either one of us thinking, well, yeah, but you really kind of wanted that answer, and now that's what you're hearing God say, or I did. So, it, it just seems to be another way to hear the voice of God.
0: What else is working? We've named listening prayer. We've named the long process of personal transformation. But as you think about current stories, life these days, what else is helpful?
1: Well, I think first to to acknowledge that conflicts, disagreements are normal. It's not a sign that something's wrong. It's a normal part of every intimate relationship. And when they occur, it is not fair to bring up past stories. The whole thing about fighting fair, about being kind, about love being the highest goal, even in the midst of what can feel really hard and tension-filled. Um, you know, the simple things that we learned early on. Like never, to use the word never, and always. You always say that. So, I mean, there there are tips and techniques that actually are yes. good.
0: Yes, so long as the heart's operating.
1: And, and it needs to be kind.
0: Do not make major decisions after 10 p.m.
1: Oh, that's a good do, one. Do
0: not attempt that's to awesome. make them, right? Like, or, or, or the idea being when you're exhausted. And so Stacy, Stacey has some things that I know she wants to chat with me about, but I just came off a major, major week. Like I was utterly exhausted, totally spent. And so in it's not just kindness, it's also wisdom. cunning. Yeah. <laughs> it's wisdom. Don't bring that up yet. Right. You gotta like, wait.
1: Yeah. Timing is timing. so important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's hard. It's hard to wait, but that's just part of maturity and trusting <clears throat> God. Trusting God is in all things, He hasn't lost track. You know,
3: what else is helpful? Well, one thing we've started doing is within reason. And in the right ways, inviting our kids into watching how we wow. handle conflict. Wow! Because you know, I grew up. My story a few weeks ago, I was saying was I never saw mm-hmm. anybody try to work through that. Mm. And so, the ability for us to be at the kitchen table, but the kids to still be a few feet away and sitting on a couch, and 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 we're going through something. And if they come up and say, you know, Mom, why are, are you and Dad upset with each other, or are you disagreeing, and to say, well, yeah, we see this differently, but here's how we work it through, and, and we're talking to God about it, and and everything's fine. This oh, isn't a good. fracture between the two of us. Mm. It's actually the normal, healthy way that you can figure out, because when you guys get married one day, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have issues. So how do you work through that? So that's been another way that just feels so good. To not only usher ourselves through it with God, but usher our children through it. Mm-hmm.
2: I think the words that come to my mind first are grace and patience.
1: Mm.
2: I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that you have grace for me and patience for me, Alan. When I think back through these podcasts about our early years, we're just not even the same people. And a lot of that is because from receiving from you grace and patience and all the things that we have had to learn and through pain being the motivator, but nevertheless, we have chosen God in so many places and the fruit of that, I'm not even sure I can explain how, but the fruit of that has been grace with each other and kindness and patience, and not only with my husband, but with my mm. children and my friends. Mm-hmm. It changes who you are. Mm. It really does. And it's probably the best way to describe it is, I guess, just God growing within us.
0: Mm. I think that names, Kelly, the spirit of another shift that's taken place is moving from staking out my turf to I am, I am your advocate. I am for you. And and that means you, you actually have to demonstrate that. You can't just say that. Like you, you have to yield on things you want. You literally give the decision over. I'm turning the keys of this over to you, so that over time I can prove that I am I'm yielding my turf. This isn't well. You got to take that trip, so I get to go on this one, or you got Friday night off with some girls, so I get Saturday right, night this off. Right, tit for tat thing. Guys, like that that sort of detente, the the DMZ, you know, approach to marriage <laughs> of just trying to navigate each other's turf. When you say, I give up turf. This isn't about turf. Mm. It's this isn't about that. This is, I'm your advocate. You're my advocate. We are the mutual advocate of the marriage. Now, yep, decisions still get messy. I'm not I'm not saying they aren't messy. But if you can implement that spirit into your marriage and demos- demonstrate it, like prove it. Don't just say, but like, nope, I'm yielding on this one. So that over time, you come to the place where I trust you. I trust you not to be staking out your turf and, that, and therefore I don't feel like I have to stake out mine. You know, it, you're yielding that into something, something completely else. When we were researching um, and, and doing some of the work on love and war, the book Stacey and I wrote on marriage, which guys like never expected to write a book on marriage, never on my radar. I'm like, okay, give me some perspective on marriage, Jesus. I just kind of need to see it in the scriptures. And here you've got Adam and Eve in the beginning. And I was really kind of thrown by, wow, the opening of the story is is marriage. Like it's a couple. It's not an individual, neither woman nor man, kind of alone against the world with God's help, you know, God's champion of the world. It's a couple, for heaven's sakes. And you get to the end of the story, and it's the bride and the returning bridegroom. And honestly, I, I was pretty shocked by, wow, end to end, marriage has this deep kingdom significance, this deep kingdom Role, and, and therefore, no wonder it's so hard. Mm-hmm. No wonder it's so opposed. It, that just kind of helped me. It just gave me a little perspective,
1: right? It just like, oh, it's this is an honored, sacred, vital thing for the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, therefore, no wonder we have to work through so yes. much. No wonder we have to grow. No wonder, you know, it's not. Oh, we got all that solved.
3: La it's a la la light, la. <laughs>
0: lifelong process of, of, you know, becoming each other's mutual advocates, mm-hmm. learning your heart's good, my heart's good, we're in this together. It elevates it to a higher level. It isn't just about the current financial decision. It isn't just about when, when can we have the in-laws visit. It, it, you know, to kind of keep it in
3: context
0: of there's something bigger going on here, and I want to fight for that just kind of puts all decisions in their place. Mm -hmm. And I
3: think for the listeners who, and I know there are some who are thinking, man, I'm about ready to give this thing up. Like, we just want to encourage you so much. There's so much healing. There's so much ability to transform what seems dead or impossible into life and into love again. And, And here's the deal, guys, because so much of it is God's healing of you. If you run from this, you're just going to bring the brokenness into the next. Yes, and so yes, see a counselor. Yes, seek healing, but also hold on to hope for your marriage. Those of you married, because God wants to restore you as He's restoring the marriage, and there's so much beauty that can happen and hope.
1: Yes. Um. One other thing I wanted to encourage was uh, praying for your spouse. Not. You don't have to have every conversation or point out everything that you see, but um, praying for them and praying for Jesus to come in, praying mm-hmm. for the Holy Spirit to reveal and to move. Mm-hmm. And um, one day, I'm looking at John, one day, all that you've prayed for me and on my behalf <laughs> is going to be known, but you know, I don't need to know right now, but I like the fruit of it. There is a real gift in that, like walking with God and you don't have to say everything,
0: yeah. Maybe as a starting point, if the two of you could pray the daily prayer together.
1: Oh, that's, that's good. good.
0: Just just as a, we can come to the center from both of our pain, both of our places, both of our opinions on this. And I recognize that not every couple can do that. And all the things that we've been talking about, gang— it isn't just for marriage, obviously, you know, the personal transformation. I mean, all this is also about friendship. It's about community. Any church that wants to survive has to practice these things. You know, partnerships in business, if they're gonna survive, have to practice this. So this is kind of universal to just good, good human relating. We hope it's been helpful. Hope you've enjoyed this um, three-part series on, on conflict in marriage with Kelly and Alan Arnold. Thank you for sharing your stories with us, Stacy and John Eldridge. And thanks for tracking with us on the Ransomed Heart Podcast.